Welcome to the Brave Church Podcast. Thanks for listening in today. Regardless of what you believe, where you come from, or what questions you might have, you are welcome here. Our mission is to help people find and follow Jesus. If you want to partner with us, or if you're interested in more information, head over to brave.church to find out more. There you'll see resources to help kids learn more about Jesus, discussion guides for this talk, as well as ways our Brave Compassion team is responding to needs in this season. To catch the full Brave release, including worship and other updates, check out this talk on YouTube. Now, thanks for joining us. We hope this talk helps you find and follow Jesus. All right. Hey, happy new year. I'm excited about this new year because with Jesus, the best is always yet to come. And so we're starting this new year off with a series that we believe will set the tone and ready our hearts for a great new year. It's one of my favorite topics and one of the values that is most important to me, and that's the topic of generosity. Now, if you only think of money when you hear the word generosity, you're missing out on a great deal in life. Generosity is a big umbrella word that refers to so many things besides money. Let me start by putting the moose on the table. We are so grateful for how generous you are, Brave Church. We saw in 2020, in the midst of the pandemic, many of our church members go to whole new levels in their giving all year long. One person said to me with his spouse by his side, we have never given like we did this year in 2020. We gave our biggest check ever to God through Brave. So let me be clear, this is not a you need to give more money series. This series isn't about getting something from you. It's about what God wants for you. This new series is called The Wealthy Life. I'm sure we all have some ideas of what we think of when we hear the term wealth. Well, in this series, we're going to explore what it means to be wealthy from God's point of view. And one of the key ingredients to a wealthy life is so counterintuitive, but according to God, you can't be wealthy without it. You can't live a truly wealthy life without generosity. Generosity challenges us to see what we have differently. Not as something that we've earned, but ultimately what we've received by God's grace. It's not about how much we have, it's what we do with what we have. And generosity is so much more than giving money. Mother Teresa said, to be rich is not what you have in your bank account, but what you have in your heart. You can be generous in so many ways with your time, your love, your forgiveness, your kindness, You can be generous by giving away affirming words that build others up, by giving away wise counsel to help others succeed, by lending a hand and pitching in to help others out. This series will be about more than money because living a wealthy life requires so much more than money. If we only define the wealth of our lives by our possessions, we can completely miss true wealth. And so today, as we look at generosity, this key ingredient, we're going to go to the scriptures to see what the Bible has to say about it. Have you ever done that? I mean, we're going to do that in this talk. I'd like to stir your imagination in thinking about how all-encompassing this word generosity truly is. If a wealthy life is only measured by financial wealth, that doesn't leave a lot of hope for a whole lot of people. Biblically speaking, the wealthy life is a much bigger vision for your life. 
I recently read a story about Greg Daly, who was keeping up with his regular paper route when an elderly customer stopped him, and she'd been having trouble getting down to the bottom of the driveway each morning for the paper, and asked if he wouldn't mind pulling up to the garage and throwing it a little bit closer to the house. He was happy to, and then he got to thinking, if this customer is having trouble getting to the sidewalk for her paper, how was she getting her essentials when under quarantine conditions? The next day, Greg included a note in each newspaper on his route. It read, my name is Greg Daly, and I deliver your newspaper every morning, and I'd like to offer my services free of charge to anyone who needs groceries. And since then, Greg has carefully placed groceries and the morning paper on the doorsteps of over 100 elderly citizens on his route. Isn't that a great story? How many would like to teach your kids to be more generous? How many of you would like to grow in your own heart with generosity in this new year? Because generosity is the key ingredient of wealth from God's perspective. Let's begin by talking about what generosity does. Why is generosity such a big deal? Number one, generosity increases my happiness. Paul quoted Jesus when he said these words in Acts 20. Our master said, you are far happier giving than getting. Isn't that really true? Did you know the University of Notre Dame has an entire center devoted to the study of generosity? And the researchers there have discovered that generous people, listen to this list, generous people are happier, healthier, less depressed, have lower blood pressure, reduced stress, longer lifespans, better moods, better marriages, and more friends. Harvard Business School. Isn't that incredible, by the way? That's exactly what Jesus taught us. This is what the Bible says about generosity, that a key to happiness is giving what you have and who you are to others. You know, I loved Christmas last month. Christmas is about what Christ has given to all of us. It's about the blessing that comes from giving to others. And this Christmas was extra special, watching my little grandbabies unwrap their gifts. You know, when I was a child, Christmas was all about me and what I might get. It still is, just kidding. But this Christmas, I received an even greater happiness of giving to my grandbabies. Harvard Business School professor Dr. Clayton Christensen writes these words, I quote, the most satisfying long-term motivator in life isn't making money, it's the opportunity to contribute to others. Dr. Christensen, he continues, he says, if you want to be happy, if you want to be fulfilled and live the wealthy life, he goes on, he says, it's not about accumulation, it's about contribution. So number one, generosity increases my happiness. Jesus said, you're happier when you give. Try it. See how, how you feel. Number two, generosity refreshes my soul. In Proverbs 11, verse 25, it says, a generous person will prosper, and whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. One summer day after work, when I was 17, I was uh, driving home and I saw an elderly man mowing his front lawn. It was a hot summer day and I could see that he was tired as he went to go sit down on his front porch. And I, I felt this prompting 
to stop and help him. So I pulled over and I walked up to him and I introduced myself and I told him, I love to mow lawns. <laughs> I always have. Would it be okay if I finished mowing your lawn for you? He said, well, why sure. I, I, can I get us some lemonade? I said, great. So he went inside to get the lemonade and I finished mowing his lawn. And then we sat on the front porch just talking and drinking ice cold, refreshing lemonade. I felt such joy in helping the older man. I told him, you know what? I have an idea. I'm working uh, just during the summer here at Rayleigh's down the street until I go back to high school. How about once a week, every Thursday, I stop by and mow your lawn? So every week, I mowed his lawn all summer long. And when I drove away that day, my soul felt refreshed. I felt alive. It felt so good to give and to help someone else in front of no one else. In fact, I don't know if I've ever told this story to anyone, but I do know that generosity refreshes your soul. And that's exactly what I felt all summer long mowing that elderly man's lawn. There are many ways to be generous. Dr. Michael Norton and his research team at Harvard conducted a free money experiment in which the average amount they gave away was $500. Well, they divided it up into, into two groups of giving. The first group, they said, you can spend the money however you want as long as you spend it on yourself. The second group, you can spend the money however you want as long as you give it away to someone else. The results were in case after case. When people gave the money away, they felt substantially happier and they had improved performance in life. Salespeople made more sales. Sports teams won on an average 25% more games and dominated their leagues. Dr. Norton's research team said the results on personal performance were so amazing, they were almost impossible to believe. When your soul is revitalized, when, you're, when your soul is refreshed, you have so much more energy and life to give away. So number one, generosity increases my happiness. And number two, generosity refreshes my soul. And number three, generosity blesses my life. In Proverbs 22, verse 9, it says, generous people will be blessed. The word blessed in the Bible means a deep sense of, of happiness and joy. Did you know that God loves generous people? In 2 Corinthians 9, it says that God loves the one who gives gladly, and God will make it up to you by giving you everything you need and more so that there will not be only be enough for you, your own needs, but plenty left over to give cheerfully to others. Let me ask you to take what I call the refrigerator test. Was your house the one growing up that your friends could always come over and raid your family's refrigerator? Did you always have something to eat and give when others came over? If you answer yes, I bet you have lived a blessed life as well too. That heart and value has continued to impact you to this day, even as an adult. Misers are miserable because the stingy never have enough. Number four, expand, generosity expands my influence. The more generous you become, the more influential you become. Influence comes not from what you get in life. Influence comes from what you give away. And the more you give away, the more influential 
you'll become. There's a difference between being famous and being influential. There are a lot of people who are famous who have little influence. Proverbs 11, verse 24, it says, The world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy will get smaller and smaller. I've been very fortunate in my life. I've seen God do many things. But my greatest influence has been through others, others that I have had the privilege to pastor. I've given generously of my time to those who are far more influential than myself. Influence is not about fame. It's about being a resource and a help to others who can also make a meaningful difference. As a parent, your influence grows as your children grow and you get to be a part of their success and who they become. Generosity can be given to those close to you and near to you, and it can be done for those who are in need. In fact, Psalms 112, verse 9, it says, Those who share freely and give generously to the poor, they will have influence and honor. Did you know that no civilian hospital existed until the Christian period? Hospitals were started and funded by Christians. In America, Protestant churches in the 19th century, deaconesses dedicated themselves to providing nursing services. Not long after, Catholics in Philadelphia founded two hospitals for the Irish and German Catholics. By 1900, the Catholics had set up hospitals in most major cities. In 2020, last year, during the COVID crisis, Brave Church, through Brave Compassion, fed hundreds of meals to our healthcare workers on the front lines. Our community doesn't care so much about our talks every week or even whether we are meeting publicly on Sundays. They do care about whether or not we're helping relieve suffering or causing it. Are we helping to keep people safe or endangering them? Are we giving to those in need and are we showing compassion? This is why part of our vision giving this year will be going to support City Serve, to serve those in need throughout our Tri-Valley area. Number five, generosity protects me from evil. A lot of people don't know this. Generosity brings God's protection on your family, on your business, on your life. In Psalm 112, beginning at verse five, it says this, all goes well for the generous man who conducts his business fairly. Such a man will not be overthrown by evil circumstances. God's constant care of him will make a deep impression on all who see it. It doesn't say you're not going to have any evil circumstances. It says you will not be overthrown by them. Everybody has tough times. Everybody goes through problems. There's no guarantee of a problem-free life. You're going to have evil circumstances in your life. But when you're generous, God says, I'll make sure you're not overcome by them. People may even marvel at all you've gone through with such grace and dignity. Generous people have the grace to endure tough times. Number six, generosity draws me closer to God. Matthew 6, it says, your heart will be wherever your treasure is. In Deuteronomy 14, it says, the purpose of tithing is to teach you to always put God first in your lives. Generosity draws me closer to God. Why? Because whatever I invest in is what I am interested in. 
If I invest my time in something, if I invest my money in something, if I invest my energy in something, whether it's a hobby or a new business plan or wherever I invest my time and money, that shows what's important to me. When I invest in God through his church, it not only honors God, it draws me closer to him because wherever my money and time go is what attracts me. Wherever you put your money, that's where your heart is going to be. Your heart will be wherever your money is. Giving to God through Brave is saying, God, you've got my heart and my full support. So what does generosity do? Generosity does. Generosity increases my happiness, refreshes my soul, blesses my life, expands my influence. Generosity protects me from evil, and generosity draws me closer to God. And lastly, number seven, generosity is how I invest in heaven. In Luke 16, it says, your generosity stores up a reward for you in heaven. Jesus said, if you give even just a cup of cold water to someone, you'll be rewarded for that. In 1 Timothy 6, it says in verse 18, it says, tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich in good works and should give happily to those in need. Always be ready to share with others whatever God has given them. By doing this, they will be storing up real treasure for themselves in heaven. It's the only safe investment for eternity. And they will be living a fruitful Christian life down here as well. Money is a way to do good and love others. Why does God attach rewards and promises to being generous? Because generosity is love in action. It's showing that you love and care. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave. He has given to us so much in so many ways that has nothing to do with money. A generous person is a loving person. Love is all about giving. It's not about getting. You know, a lot of songs are not love songs. They're lust songs. Lust is about getting what you want from the other person. It's selfish me songs. How important is giving? Did you know that the word believe is used 272 times in the Bible? Prayer is used 372 times. Love is very important because it's used 714 times in the Bible. The word give is used 2,152 times. Generosity is a core value to who God is, and he longs for us to be giving. Why? Because a generous person is a loving person that cares about others. Do you want your children to be generous? Of course you do, and so does our Heavenly Father. Four times in Scripture, Jesus says, store up treasure in heaven. How do you do that? I mean, how do you bank in heaven? <laughs> by investing in people who are going there. By investing in what we're doing here at Brave, helping people find and follow Jesus. A wealthy life is a generous life. But there's a problem. Unless my generosity is rooted in something deeper than me, it will drain me. The needs will always be greater than my ability to meet them. I remember one time an older, mature lady coming up to me and said, I can't afford to go to church here. And when I asked, well, well what do you mean? She says, well, there's always a need. I mean, there's always something important to give to. And I, I feel like I need to give to everything. And I said, 
don't don't think of giving like like paying bills that you owe. Generosity and giving through your church is never to be an obligation. It comes from a much deeper place in your heart and it's sourced in your relationship with Jesus. I said, so let me ask you, what things are you feeling the most joy in giving to? And she said, well, brave church. I want to make, I want to make sure that our church is healthy and strong. I said, okay, great, great. So you, you give every month or every week. She said, yes. Well, what else do you feel excited to give to? She said, our vision. I, I want to help with our vision. Uh, anything else? Yes. Compassion to help others. Okay, great. Anything else? She said, nope, that's it. I said, well, that's a pretty well-balanced, generous giving plan. If you ask me, you're tithing, you're generous in supporting the vision of our church, and you're giving to the poor through brave compassion. But remember, your generosity must come from something or someone much deeper than a feeling of obligation or checking all the boxes. If you give to check the boxes, you're missing out on the joy of what you're doing. Another word for generosity is grace. Grace is undeserved favor. When we are reminded of God's grace, His amazing grace and mercy, we're grateful. And when you're grateful, you just want to be generous. Would you do this with me right now? Let's give ourselves a heart checkup. Why am I generous? What is my motivation? What is it sourced in? Am I generous because I like the prestige it brings to me? Am I generous because I like people to know it's me? Is, it, is my generosity about me? Because if your generosity is sourced in you, it can't last. On the other hand, if you're just so grateful for the life you have, God, I'm so grateful for fresh air and the warmth of the sun and food in my belly, my spouse, my kids, then a joy might spring up within you that says, thank you, God. Thank you. I've been given so much in this life. I, I just want to give to others. I want to bless others. I'm so grateful for my church and my family. The point is, is that generosity comes from a heart, not your bank account. And like I said, there are so many ways to be generous with your time, with your forgiveness to others, your patience towards others, hospitality, giving people the benefit of the doubt is sometimes generous, giving away your talents, being a good grandpa or nana, and so much more. You know, some very interesting research is being done at UC Davis by Dr. Robert Emmons. He is the world's leading expert on happiness. And he says there is one personality trait that all truly ha happy people have. He says it's kind of like a strand in their psychological DNA, and it runs through every truly happy person. Do you want to know what it is? He says this, I quote, the key is to believe I deserve nothing. If you go around thinking life owes me something or people owe me something or I deserve this, you will certainly not feel grateful because after all, you had it coming. Happy, grateful people believe life owes me nothing. 
All the good I have is a gift. My eyes are a gift. So is my spouse, my freedom, my job, and my every breath. All that we have has been given to us as an act of God's mercy and love towards us. The wealthy life isn't about more money. It's about more heart. A generous heart is a grateful heart. We each need a revelation of just how generous God's undeserved grace is towards us. You cannot give what you haven't received. One of my favorite statements is found in Ephesians 1, verse 7. Let me read it to you. In him we have redemption through his blood, forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. According to the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. Let your generosity flow from a grateful heart that's in awe of God's grace to you and be a person who lavishes generosity on others. Ephesians 2 says, For it's by grace you've been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it's the gift of God. Would you like to respond to this grace at the beginning of this new year? Reflect on what is being offered to you in this moment. Salvation from a loving Savior. A grace so amazing, you could never deserve it or be good enough to earn it. Would you like to receive His grace and make peace with God? I'm going to share a prayer, and if you'd like, you can make this prayer your own as well. Father in heaven, as I begin this new year in my life, Lord, I want to be a generous person. And that that begins in my own heart with just making my heart right before you and just asking for your forgiveness of all my sins, humbling myself before you, and asking you to come into my life. I want to place my trust in you as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for what you did on the cross. I could never repay you. Thank you. Thank you for your love that covers all of my sins, past, present, and future. Today I receive the salvation that you offered to me, and I am so grateful and so thankful. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thanks for joining us for the Brave Church Podcast. If this ministry is impacting you, please consider giving to support what God is doing through our church. For questions or to get connected, please visit brave.church. We'll see you next week.